This is Melissa Montilla. Welcome to Wellness from Within. Episode 1 Stress and the Body. Welcome to the first episode of Wellness from Within. I'd like to start with some good manners. So, hi, my name is Melissa, and outside of my family, of course, my favorite things are movement, ponies, wilderness, and my sisters. Although I should note that I use the term sisters loosely, and I don't really have that many. And my brother is an amazing human and part of my life as well. So I'm starting a wellness podcast in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> and frankly, the world feels crazy. And so do I. I keep running into this sensation where the center of me feels like a massive pit that I am sure I do not want to fall into. It might be different for you. But that's stress, and it's wreaking havoc on our bodies, hearts, and mind. About two weeks ago on it was a Monday night, I went to bed nervous, like really, really nervous. I teach at UF, and we'd been given just a few days to prepare our in-person classes online. And I have exactly zero experience with that. On top of that, I teach movement, and my class is somatically based so I insist that all of their assignments are handwritten and kept in a journal. I had a 45-minute training on how to use Zoom. By the way, I am now an expert. <laughs> no, not really, but it feels like it. Um, our director sent us some wonderfully inspiring emails. Uh, he's a pretty fantastic person. And then we were just sent off into this wild new territory. I also knew I had to make a decision on how to proceed with my 300-hour advanced teacher training that was set to begin that same weekend. So as I went to sleep that night, I did not even know how my first online class would be. So like, I couldn't even think about what to do with the training yet. <laughs> I slept a total of two and one half hours. <laughs> then I tried some savasana and that didn't work. And then I just got up and did some gentle release work and that didn't work. And then I made myself do one more hour of savasana. And then finally at 4 a.m., I was like, fuck it, I need to work anyway. So I got up. And by the end of the day, I had taught my first online class. I had met with private clients online. <laughs> I had temporarily closed my business. And I had suffered a massive personal blow by a loved one. So that combined with all of the cumulative stress, confusion, and unknown happening around the world, that void inside me had expanded to the point that I thought I really might fall in. That feeling, the one of panic, darkness, despair, or any other depths that we find ourselves in, that is the point of the practice of yoga. That is what yoga prepares us for. I practice so I can sense when I'm on a precipice. I practice when things are going well, so that when they're not, I have the chance of pulling myself back. 
So here's what was happening to my body. Oh yeah, all of that was happening in my body as in an actual physiological response. And my mind was responding to that intense feeling, that gut feeling of danger. Stress and trauma are physiological responses, period, full stop. This response is ancient, instinctive, and not in the least bit subtle. Although we receive plenty of conditioning to ignore it, it's still there wreaking havoc on our body systems. This response does not have a gray area. All it cares about is safe versus unsafe. And on that evening, my body made it crystal clear that I did not feel safe. And this was all driven by my nervous system. Not the one you see on the walls at the doctor's office. That's the central and peripheral nervous systems. This is driven by your autonomic nervous system. It is an involuntary response triggered by a cranial nerve that wanders all around your gut. So your gut feeling is a real thing happening in your body, not just something your mind made up. This nerve is called the vagus nerve, which is really having a moment right now. And the vagus nerve informs your autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system, or the ANS, for short, has three different subparts. And before we get into that, I have to qualify that all of this is our human interpretation of it, a mapping system. The reality is is that we are the sum of our parts, connected and organic. Now, within the ANS, you'll find your fight, flight, or freeze response, which is the sympathetic nervous system. The relaxation response, or rest and digest, which is the parasympathetic nervous system, and the enteric nervous system, which covers the particulars of digestion and doesn't function well without the relaxation response. This is old stuff. This response is ancient. Mammals inherited this from preceding vertebrates. This is older than mammals, not man, mammals. So stress and trauma are physiological. There's no point in judging, justifying, or comparing it. And everyone experiences this. It is shared across many species. None of this means we should avoid or move away from our stress response. It's a necessary part of our equilibrium. However, we do live in it way too much, and that is a product of our culture and conditioning. What would be great is if we could move with ease throughout the spectrum of relaxation and stress, which is literally the whole point of yoga asana, right? To find the balance of stress or steadiness and ease so we can breathe better. Patanjali wrote about this 1,600 years ago, quite a bit before the vagus nerve became chic. Yoga practice is essentially meant to be a structure for creating equilibrium for the autonomic nervous system. The mindful movement develops interoception, which is the sense that helps you understand what is going on inside your body. Yoga helps you develop the skill of recognizing what your body is sensing before things feel out of control. Breathing 
which is what every single asana was meant to make better, is the vehicle towards the relaxation response, specifically breathing with long, slow exhales. So when the going gets dark and you can't even access the breath, begin to move. Pace, shake, cry, dance, walk, run, down dog, whatever. And as you move, ask each exhale to become longer and slower. Invite the breath and in turn, your body and movement will respond. This is what brings me back. It is made easier by my practice of breathing and moving on good days. Instead of conditioning my body to be ignored, I am conditioning it to be honest with me so I can offer it the support it needs, the support I need. At the end of each podcast, I'm going to add a practice. It is both included in the podcast and as a separate recording, so you can download and have it with you when you need it. With this episode, it is a 16-breath meditation. This 16-breath meditation is the very first meditation that I learned, and it was reinforced decades later in my teacher training. It's really simple, and you could even do it on your own but it's nice to have somebody else leading it. Go ahead and get yourself comfortable, either supine with your head and maybe even the tops of your shoulders supported, uh, or you could be seated. Uh, It's nice to have your hips a little elevated above your knees if you're floor sitting, or just get in your most comfortable chair. Okay, here we go. On the next exhale, exhale completely. Inhale one. Exhale one. Inhale two. Exhale two. Inhale three. Exhale three. Inhale four. Exhale four. Inhale five. Exhale five. Inhale six. Exhale six. Inhale seven, exhale seven, inhale eight, exhale eight, inhale nine, exhale nine. Inhale ten, exhale ten, inhale eleven, exhale eleven, inhale twelve, 
Exhale, 12. Inhale, 13. Exhale, 13. Inhale, 14. Exhale, 14. Inhale, 15. Exhale, 15. Inhale, 16. Exhale, 16. Come back into your own rhythm and your own cadence with the breath. Begin to bring some gentle movement back into your body. And as you feel ready, blink your eyes open. And if you're supine on the floor, you can either stay there or shift up to seated. Thank you for joining me to explore wellness from within.